Welcome to another episode of the Pivot and Go podcast. We are deep into 2021 and I hope you're having a great year. It's all about starting off on a high note and then just pivoting and going. And on the Pivot and Go podcast, we bring on high performers, entrepreneurs, great business minds, athletes to show you how they pivoted in times of their life when they felt stuck. Because it's one thing, it's true, we have all felt stuck in some situation, whether it's 2020, whether it's right now 2021, but you can pivot out of there. Take these tools, be able to utilize and apply to your life. And on this week's episode of the Pivot and Go podcast, we're talking all leadership, one of the best leaders in the world. He teaches the highest level leaders. He helps John Maxwell, who might be the best leader of all. This is Brad Lamanek. Brad is the author of The Catalyst Leader, H3 Leadership. He is a leadership consultant speaker. He talks about the next generation of leadership, creativity, innovation, social media, teamwork, and personal growth of how to go for the H3 of humble, hungry, hustle. This guy is like, he is so connected. He's behind the scenes, but so connected. He is the guy that connects this one to this one and these high performance leaders. It's it's amazing the network that he's built, but just the genuine networking ability that he uses. Not a networker, actually a connector. And there's so much power in that. So you're going to learn a lot from Brad on leadership and how to build a genuine network and really how to lead yourself to lead others. This one is one of my favorite episodes. Brad's becoming a very good friend of mine and I just love the light he is to so many. So grab the notebooks, bust out the pen, buckle up because here I'm dreaming vivid, so I'm living my goal. Written to existence, you know I'm doing the most. I'm steady winning, having breakfast for dinner, cause I'm always giving the toast. I live that 1% of lifestyle, didn't you know? Doing what I can just to get in the zone. Incremental change and help you get in the flow. But if you hit the wall, gotta pivot and go. Switch your perspective and go for the goal. That ain't the end of the road, just pivot and go. Just pivot and go. EMF 5G. Yeah, we've all heard about it and we all know how bad it is. But our sponsor today, Soma Vedic, changes the game. This is the device that goes in your house that can reliably mitigate the unwanted influences of EMF and 5G radiation. It is 99.9% satisfaction by owners. And I am one of those owners and I am very satisfied. I have it actually near my TV. It's this light that lights up and I felt it on the first day, the effects of it. And it could take away headaches, nervousness, sleeping problems, digestion problems, tiredness, weak immunity. Just this from erasing, eliminating the EMF in the 5G that is just all throughout our day constantly. Soma Vedic is absolutely changing the game. Thank you for sponsoring the Pivot and Go podcast. Now go get your EMF and 5G erased.
Let's get it. Brad Lumanick, welcome to the Pivot and Go podcast from Oklahoma. How you doing out there, man? I'm good. Sooner. You know, it's, uh, it's December. It's, uh, it's the Monday after a Big 12 football championship Ooh. for the Oklahoma Sooners. Tomorrow so I, starts the NBA new season. We got a lot of new stuff going here in the Sooner State. Wow. Oklahoma is the hot spot. Who would have known? Lasso and well, some cattle. It's, it's, the un, it's, it's, the un, it's the unknown uh, uh, magic jewel out there among huh? all the states, right? That's true. I'm from Iowa, and I know that is not a jewel. So I'll take your word for it. I'll tell you where people don't want to be right now is where you are in Los Angeles. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, everybody's leaving. Everybody is leaving. But here's my thing, Brad. When everybody leaves, goes one way, I go the other way. So we're doubling down here in L.A., and I'm looking out the the window into the water. It's 75 degrees and sunny. So as crazy as it might be out here, I'll take that. Yeah, that's never changed, has it? Yeah. Nah, nah, it won't. It won't. Well, Brad, start us off with a bang, something that maybe not everybody necessarily knows about you. Okay, so uh, let me give you a couple. One is, you know this, but not everybody does, is I worked on a guest ranch. I was a cowboy for five years, okay? Two, I was in a rap group in high school called Oreo. And you can figure out which part of the rap group I was. I was the cream in the middle. (laughs) And three, I... Uh, when I graduated from high school, I spent a month traveling in Australia, New Zealand, and Hawaii with a football team from the state of Oklahoma. Wow. And we were like an all-star team, and we played against uh, ourselves in Australia, New Zealand to try to show them that American football was, was worth considering. However, they weren't really interested. And then we played the California all-star team in Hawaii, so I feel like I had like a world tour as a athlete. That was my only world tour ever. So I'm just, I'm just like skimming the surface of the David Nurse world a little <laughs> bit with, with that. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds kind of similar, traveling the world, playing, trying to convince places to play your sport, which I'm assuming. I knew, I knew though I had no shot. I mean, that was my one chance for glory was the all-star hey. team after high school. Yeah. You got to see the world, man. Big props to you. And I'm guessing when you got to New Zealand, try to show them football, they're like, you know, we have this thing called rugby and we're the best in the world at it. So sorry. Yeah. 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 Listen to this just real quick. Yeah. When we were in, when we were in Auckland, we actually, 60 of us from Oklahoma, were clueless about the world, Mm. right? We had dinner with the New Zealand all black team. We actually got to meet them. Oh, that's cool. We had no idea how big of a deal they were. Because we, we just were clueless about the global empire of rugby. And, I mean, we traded jerseys with them. We, and we never, until we finally, like, discovered that <laughs> they were perhaps the, one of the great sports teams of all time globally, we finally came to our senses of that was a really big deal. That's really interesting. And that's something we'll talk about later on when we talk about relationships and connecting that you do. It's almost an advantage when you don't know who the person might be. Like I had an instance with Mark Cuban when I helped him become a better shooter before an NBA game that I was coaching at and didn't realize it was actually him. And we became friends from that. Just if I would have known who he was, I might have been a little bit more uptight about it. Right. But that's interesting, man. Well, talk to me about uh, the time you made a pivot in your life. On the Pivot and Go podcast, we're all about showing people how you can go from being stuck to pivoting, small perspective pivot, 
and going. So is there a time in your life that really stands out where you had to make a pivot? Yeah, I, I, I mentioned I was working on a guest ranch yeah. after college. And so for five years, I was playing cowboy. You know, I mean, it was, it was not what I set out to do. It wasn't, I was a history major in college, thought I would be in politics. And I got five years into this place, and uh, there was a, a couple of business people who I met. And I just really was intrigued with what they were doing with their, with their consulting practice and the way they operated and the way they just approach life. And it was one of those things of I wanted to go work with them to learn from them. Uh, and it was, it was a, it was a situation where they basically said, listen, we can't hire you, but if you want to come and join us, we will give you 30 days that we guarantee we'll pay you as an intern in essence. But after that, no guarantees, and so here I am five years into this season of life, and now I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm having to make a decision of, am I willing to risk it, move from Colorado to Fayetteville, Arkansas, of all places, <laughs> and become, you know, become a grunt? And I just, it, it felt like it was one of those changes, those pivots, those like redirectives that uh, both God was wanting me to do, but also that I just felt like it was an opportunity for me to to really like get around some people that I could learn from. And the, the fact there was no guarantee almost yeah. made it even more interesting. And so I went for it, you know, and, and everybody sort of said who was in my circle, uh, I'm not sure that's smart. I'm not, why would you leave with no guarantees? You need to get a real job. You know, you need to like actually have somebody who's, who, who, who gives you opportunities in a big organization. And I just felt like that was the right move. That's amazing. And it led you to being able to be around some of the best people, best leaders. Sure, you probably didn't know going in that it was going to lead to you being the leader of Catalyst right alongside John Maxwell. And that's just the power of trusting and faith in God's plan that you had, taking that blind leap, which a lot of people will not take because if you can't see the end result of what you're going to get, it's so dangerous to take that leap and that step out. And you did. And right. to, that, to that point, we are the people that we are around. And you had the opportunity to work with one people consider maybe the best leader to be alive or at least one of the top leaders in John Maxwell. Were there some things that you noticed early on about John that you were like, man, I got to implement this into my life? Yeah, there were several things. And I got to work for John with John for a few years. And um, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple. One his his empowering nature. And you think, you think that good leaders, great leaders would automatically be great empowerers, but it's yeah. not always true. Right. There's a lot of leaders who are controlling. They, you know, they, they build something and then they can't let go of it. They, they, they look around and think, I want to attract the best talent, but it's going to take them a long time before I ever feel like they're worthy of being handed any responsibility or authority or, or, or the baton. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and John, in many ways, was just the opposite. And he, he taught me the power of empowerment. And nice. if you want to have some young leaders around you, especially today, who are, um, who are, who are really talented, who, are ton, who have tons of energy, and they want to change the world, the, the reason they're going to stay is because you give them opportunities before they ever deserved it. Mm-hmm. So he taught me that. You know, there was a bunch of us who were working with him that were in our 20s. 
we were all knuckleheads. I mean, I worked on a guest ranch for a bunch of years and I had no clue how to run conferences, events, doing anything. And he just, he just looked at us and said, I trust you. Now you guys go build it. Um, so that was one thing, empowerment, the power of empowerment. The second thing was, was the a culture of celebration. And nice. John was just fun. He was just a fun hang, man. I mean, everywhere we went on book tours and events, we would always find like the best barbecue in St. Louis, or we would always, you know, get the best Cajun in New Orleans. And it was like a, it was a, it was, it was a focus of his that if we're going somewhere, we're going to have a great experience. And that's just, that's just, you know, when you're around a a leader like that, to, to have that kind of mentality that we're going to create some, some celebratory moments. We're going to have fun in the process. You know, we're going to, we're going to enjoy each other's company. Um, That, that leaves a mark. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter whether you're a, whether you're extrovert, introvert, whether you're a people person or not, you know, everybody loves to be in an environment where it feels like we're winning and we stop and actually like celebrate even the small wins. So those are two big things that stand out. Those are amazing. And that's just the infectious power of positivity that you, that he has on people and you've taken it in your own life. And I got time to spend with the uh, Golden State Warriors a few years ago and they were all about talking about joy. That was their word. They would just talk about joy, just having joy. They have so much fun and just seeing how, how great they were by having that as their mindset just shows you like, why wouldn't you have an environment and a culture of joy created? But far too often leadership is everybody thinks, hey, you do this, I'm gonna make you put you in this little narrow road to do that. Like, how do we change leadership? How is, I feel like there's a new age breaking in leadership, but how do we, how do we change it to that power of empowerment? Well, I think the first thing is that, you know, you have to be the leader regardless of whether you're in charge or not, you want to have, you, you have to have a mindset that you want to be the leader you wish you had, right? Because yeah, nice. regardless of where you are in the organization, um, a lot of us, we, we don't ever start to, to implement change or impact culture or start to change culture because we think, well, I'm not in charge. Like I, I, I can't do anything. And we only end up trying to do something once we get into the role we think where we'll have the most authority. And actually it's just, you know, that is true, but you have to start early and everybody has the ability to influence. This is great cultures influence from, from the top to the bottom and also bottom to the top. You know, when, when you're around a great team, you see that people carry themselves in such a way that they're creating a culture, they're leading, they're influencing like they want to be led. And, you know, that's, that's what happens when you're around uh, great people and great leaders, regardless of where they are in the organizational hierarchy or the food chain, is you, start, you, you, see, this, you see this starting to get played out. And, you know, it's, it's so true that many of us, we lead like we were led, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the, the way we lead many times is based on either a good or a bad experience from a coach from a pastor, from a boss, from a teacher, from a professor. So you have to break the cycle. It's, and I think the, the lesson for me is, is it's, it starts with us. Like it's up to us if we want to create the kind of environment and company, culture, team environment that we want to 
we want to be part of. You know, don't, don't wait on your boss or your leader or even your, your um, authority, you know, your manager to, to start to implement what you feel like needs to be implemented. Like, go ahead and do it. Yes. Just start, start from where you are. And if, if that means like you get run out of town, then so be it. But, you know, it's, it's, I'd rather be that way than to sit back and go, well, I can't do anything. N- nobody listens to me. Nobody gives me a shot. You know, I, I don't get invited to the meetings. That may be true, but I promise you, you have way more influence than you think you do. Oh, absolutely. I love that so much, man. Most people fall into that victim mentality because they don't have this huge following that they can visibly, tangibly see the influence. But literally, like you can influence one person and it can influence a million. I, I was listening to somebody talk about how they poured their life into influencing Florence Nightingale. They didn't know it was going to be Florence Nightingale, but that person influenced Florence to literally start and change the world of how nurses would run in, in doctor's situations. It's, so yeah, like that's, that's a ton of power and just, just being able to accept that and understand that just do the best you can yeah, with lead, what you have lead. Leading up. Leading it's, up. Nice. It's, it's, it's just as important for you to lead up. Mm. as it is for you to lead down. And most of us, we don't, we don't think that leading up matters, but it, it really does. And, you know, it's part of your job as a leader. You, you don't wait until you get to the captain's chair or to the corner office until you start leading. Absolutely. Man, let's, let's talk about your, one of your God-given abilities is to be able to connect people together. And in this world that we live in, far too often people are saying, let's connect, let's LinkedIn link up. And it's a really dirty term that I've found, and it's, it's not genuine. But you've been able to figure out how to genuinely connect some of the most influential people together. I compare you to, there's a guy in the NBA, his name is Wild Wild West. He worked for Nike. And he was just somehow just like everybody knew him, but nobody knew him. He was kind of that behind the scenes guy putting everybody together. That's you. How did you develop this ability or what are your principles that you, you hone in on for this? Well, I'm honored to be put in the same category. I don't, <laughs> don't know him, but I know him. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I've, heard, <laughs> I've heard about Wild Wild West. Um, yeah, I, I think in my little world, you know, I get to, I get to play this, this role of curator and of aggregator. And, you know, I've always been that way, David, like ever mm-hmm. since I was young, even in, you know, elementary school. I remember the first day of kindergarten, you know, I was like learning all the people, all the kids names in the class. And then by day two, I'm, I'm trying to do trade deals, you know, in the, in the cafeteria for, all right, you got a chocolate milkshake and you got Cheetos. All right, let's figure out how to, how to make this work. I've just always been, that's always been my, mm-hmm. my DNA and my, my mindset is um, if I put two people together, there's going to be good things that happen. And you know, it, I mean, here's the, the ironic thing is I led something called Catalyst for a bunch of years. And truly the definition of a catalyst is to create a spark nice. that creates residue, but leaves no, re, like no remnant of itself. So the idea of a catalyst is that you, you create something, you create a spark, you create a change, but it's not about you. And so my mindset always has been, if I end up being being this this person who is connected in the middle of all of these different friends, then I if I'm not if I'm not connecting them together, then I'm really not fulfilling my life calling and my sense of mission and purpose. 
And, you know, like you said, there, there are some people who, who naturally do that well and you trust them automatically. Um, there are some people yeah. who do that or try to do that and you don't trust them immediately because, and here's why, there's a difference between a networker and a connector. Nice. And a networker, we, we know who that person is. We've got an image right now mm-hmm. in our mind of who that is <laughs> that when they walk in the room, we, we run for the hills. Like we're, we're trying to get away from them. And here's why, because we know ultimately they're out for their own gain. Like it's all about them. It's a transaction where a connector is much more, when they walk in the room, we go, oh man, I haven't seen David or I haven't seen Brad or I haven't seen Bill for for weeks. I got to go catch up with them. And a connector is generous. Like they have an abundance mindset. They, they, they create connections that allow other people to, to grow or have success. And a networker is all about, it's all about them that they are, they are, they are selfish in nature. And here's why, because if it's not going to help them get ahead, they're not really interested. And so just even to think about the difference between a connector and a networker is for me has been, has been, um, I would say like a framework for how to do this well, because I know what that person who in my mind, again, looks like a networker that, uh, and we've all been there. We've all been around these people and you know, they, most of the time they're not doing it on purpose. They're not trying to be the, the way that they are, but they've, they've figured out that, that because they can get what they want a lot of times, then it becomes self-serving. And, you know, we just have to be, we have to, we have to take a different approach. And the hardest thing about being a true connector is that sometimes you end up connecting people and you don't get anything out of it. Uh, sometimes you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you try to put people together and they forget about you. Um, but that's okay. Like at the end of the day, my job is to just be in the middle and connect people and then let, let, let them see what magic occurs. Um, and, you know, it's, it is, it is, as Jim Collins says, you know, Jim Collins, when people have asked him that the author of good to great and one of the great minds of management and leadership, if, if somebody says to Jim, what's your flywheel? Like, what is the, what is the thing that if, if, if you only do this in your life, it will allow you to create all kinds of opportunity. And his answer is curiosity. Ah, nice. It's not actually research. It's not writing books. It's not speaking. It's not, those are the results of his curiosity. And so for me, my flywheel is, is connection. If, if I'm focused on being in a connector, everything else will take care of itself. Um, so I'm not, you know, I, speaking is great. Writing books is great. Um, putting on events is great. You know, advising leaders is great. But that's, that's not the thing that drives the flywheel. The thing that drives my flywheel is, is connections. And if I continue to do that, then all the other stuff will take care of itself. I love that, Brad. Curiosity. And I've heard you say before, everyone that you meet is an opportunity to learn. And having that as a mindset when you go into any type of conversation just opens you up for this person might be someone who ends up being a world changer. And 
you have that curiosity for them. And one thing that you do that I don't know if you realize you, you do, you use your mindset and you visualize things very well. You visualize, you were talking about visualizing the leader that you want to be led by. And then also what you're just talking about in visualization in that point as well. So the power of the mind. I love it, Brad. Great. Yes. Really, really yeah. good. And, and I think I heard you talk about a story of when you were running the catalyst and expand on this a little bit more, the importance of this, because it really hit me hard and I want people to hear about it is when you're running the catalyst, catalyst leadership and there was other ones in, in Atlanta at the time, I think it was the orange conference. And you said that, yeah. Hey, we're going to promote these other conferences and we don't care. It's not about the competition, but it's about, it's about just putting yourself together with these people. I feel the electrolytes charging through my body as we speak Hey, I got to tell you about Element, L-M-N-T. I've been a super fan since day one. And now, I mean, like these Lance Armstrongs and Tim Ferriss are on board with it. But what Element is, is a tasty electrolyte drink mix. It's formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for folks following keto, low-carb, paleo diet. We don't need any more sugar. We don't need the Gatorade and all that sugar that's in it. We need the salt. And that's what Element brings. It brings a recharging electrolyte, super tasty. They got citrus, lemon, orange, many, many flavors. And there's a few staples as an optimizer, total optimizer myself that I do every single day. Water, coffee, gratitude, spend time with my wife and Element. I'll have it twice a day in the morning when I wake up and during my workout. One thousand mgs of sodium 200 potassium and 60 magnesium it is all the good stuff that is going to recharge you and just juice you up for an ultimate day element yeah yeah it's that goes back to the abundance mindset yeah and there, there was a great book that uh, that tim sanders wrote back in the early 2000s called called love is the killer app and his whole point of love is the killer app was that, um, you know, great leaders and great organizations, many times the reason they, be, they become great is, is they realize that there, it's, not a, it's not a zero-sum game. And sometimes in business, in life, um, in certain industries, it is very much a zero-sum game. Mm-hmm. But I think the great leaders take just the opposite approach, which says, no, like if, if I win, it doesn't mean you lose. And if you win, it doesn't mean I lose. Um, there, there's a mindset that, that we have to take, which is if, if I help you, then, then the, you know, the, when the water goes up, all, the, the rising tide lifts all the boats in the harbor, right? So um, nice. to, your, to your point, to your example, another conference in, in Atlanta that is happening um, that potentially somebody who might come to one of our Catalyst events would have chose instead to go to their conference because we promoted their conference on our platform. I'm okay with that. And here's why, because I know there's a lot more leaders in the world who are still going to come to our conference mm-hmm. and compared to, you know, well, if we, we can't really promote your thing because, because all these leaders who are going to come to our thing are not going to go to your thing. Well, if listen, if you're best in class, they're going to still come to your thing. They just might come next year or the year after. And when we had that posture, you know what happened with all these other organizations, um, other conferences, other events, other networks? 
who, who were kind of watching us, they would say, really? Like you guys are willing to promote our thing? Well, why don't we promote your thing? And sometimes the best way to negotiate with someone is actually to be generous. Like you end up, if you help them win, then in, you end up winning yourself. And so I always wanted to start with the premise of how can I help you? Let's just start there. If I help you, then that's, that's a win, regardless of whether it helps me. Um, but almost every time somebody will say in response to that, they'll say, well, we're going to do the same for you then, right? I'm like, that's fine. There's no expectation. So that, that's the way spirit of generosity and of collaboration actually, get, actually gets put into play. And a lot of people, they hear this and they're like, Brad, that doesn't work. You're living in fantasy land, bro. <laughs> and, and, and maybe, but you know what? I would rather live in a world where I can help my friends and I can, I can help them get ahead and continue to maybe go further than I did because that's the definition of leadership. Yeah. I'm, I'm influencing people. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. So well said. And before we throw you on the rapid fire hot seat, I, I want you to touch on the H3 leadership because I think this is a really cool way for people to just have these, these words, really, really powerful and having words that you can associate with yourself. And if you can associate this, these three words, you're going to be a great leader. So tell me about H3 leadership real quick. Yeah, well, it's, it's be humble, stay hungry, always hustle. Nice. And those three, for me, have been my, my leadership mantra for 20 years. And it finally got put into a book form a few years ago. But I've always sort of had that as my principle of leadership. You know, the three-legged stool of leadership, which is humility. It's not about me. There's a bigger story here. Um, but I do, have to, I do have to understand who I am. And the more, the more, the more content and self-aware I am, um, the more confident I become. So that's the first leg. You know, the hungry piece is, is being a lifelong learner. You, you never arrive. Um, you know, it's what John Wooden said. It's, it's what you learn after you know it all. That's <laughs> yep. what really counts. Yep. Um, and then hustle, you know, that, that word has gotten overused the last several years. Um, but for me, it, it means, yes, I do work hard and I, and I have a standard of excellence but it also means that I have margin. It also means that I'm, I, I have an appropriate perspective on Sabbath. It also means that I'm generous. It also means that I'm a collaborator. So I have to be equal amount hard work on the hustle piece and equal amount rest. Because yes. everybody can go, oh, I'll, I'll outwork you all day long. But, but can I out margin you? Can I, can I, can I out like generosity you? So those are the three H's. They, they've got to be balanced in terms of, I know a lot of leaders who are really humble that don't do anything, right? And then I know a lot of leaders who it's all about them and they got a lot of hustle, but there's no humility connected to any of their hustle. So this is what creates the balanced approach to leadership is, is those three actually working in tandem. And inside those three, there's a bunch of habits that I had to put back in place. Part of my story was, you know, six or seven years ago, I, I kind of had to do a reset on my own leadership. And so those habits are in, there's 20 habits that are inside of each of those three buckets wow. that, um, that are more the practical side of how you live those out. 
Wow. Out generosity, people. I've never heard that. But think if we, if we all looked at ourselves in that, like, how am I going to out generosity this guy? Like, that'd be amazing competition to have. Because you're right, the hustle, the Gary V hustle, the grind has been way overused. And you even talked about having a Sabbath. So important. First yep. off, just, just I know that your faith in, in Jesus and relationship with Jesus is the main thing for you that, that drives you to do all these connecting and generosity and everything. But having that Sabbath, even if you don't believe, is just such a great recharge to have. And you need it. So thank you for hitting yeah. on that point. How- the question is, is by the way, the question on hustle is, is am I hustling again for me? Yeah. Or am I hustling on behalf of others? Beautiful. Beautiful. And I think, I think hustle is appropriate when it, when it, when it helps other people. So, um, so you know, you, that's, that's all part of the equation as well. Right. This is, this is amazing. Like I can see why you are an amazing leader. So I could talk to you all day about this. Would love to. We'll get offline, do it as well. But for your time, we're going to throw you on the rapid fire hot seat. So this is whatever comes to your mind, quick answers, just hit me with them. So the first one I got for you, is there a favorite mindset quote that you live by? Something that might be on your fridge, your bathroom mirror. I'm sure you have a ton of quotes that you love. Is there one that really stands out and resonates with you? Well, I'll give you one that I think about a lot. I don't know if it's in the mindset category. Uh, it's, it's from St. Francis of Assisi, <laughs> which is preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. Oh yes. I've heard that. I love it. That's great. Live out your faith. So good, man. What does leaving a legacy mean to you? Not necessarily what the world says it is, a big billboard, but what does it mean to you to leave a legacy? I think it's the idea that I want to build a platform that other people can stand on. Nice, man. Love it. And that's what you're doing. So you are leaving a legacy. You absolutely are. Wild, wild west, Brad Lominick, the new version. Love it. Okay. So here's a, one of my favorite questions here. So have a little fun with this one. If, if you could have a dinner with three people, dead or alive, three people, who would they be and what are you personally cooking? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in um, I'm gonna throw in the Apostle Paul. Cool. I'm gonna throw in uh, Abraham Lincoln. Nice. And I'm gonna throw in Henry Ford. Ooh. Just to mix it up. That's gonna be an interesting conversation, a great conversation. Okay, what are you yeah. guys feasting on there? I, I'm, I think we're gonna go we're gonna go with um, probably a, a nice steak mm-hmm. and some uh, sweet potatoes. Ooh. With a little bit of with a little bit of marshmallows on top, uh, some some strong some strong broccoli, um, maybe 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 some squash thrown in there, some fried oh, squash. Love it. And then some sort of uh, cherry cobbler, cherry pie equivalent for dessert with some ice cream. Brad, you are speaking my language. Is there any way that Abraham can get sick and I can sub in for him? Because that's an amazing dinner. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. sweet potatoes. Mar- oh yeah, I'm in. Hopefully, hopefully that's three that have never been, never been put together around that question. I don't. Yeah, they actually, they definitely haven't. I've never had. I had Lincoln, but I've never had Ford or the Apostle Paul. So that's interesting. That's really cool. All right, Brad. How can we all follow everything that you're doing? How can we all support you? Any foundations that you have? Let us know. Yeah. Well, the the uh, the podcast that I'm doing that you're going to be on. H3 Leadership Podcast. 
So if you're a podcast junkie, which if you're listening to this one, you probably are. Yeah. Then, uh, then put that one on your list, H3 Leadership Podcast. And then uh, if you want to follow me, I'm just Brad Lominick. So it's Brad and then L-O-M-E-N-I-C-K on all the social outlets. That's my website as well. I'm not a great follow on social just because I've, I do a lot more listening these days than talking on social media. But, you know, if you want to interact with me there, that's, uh, that's great. That's a good place to find me. I just may not say much. Beautiful. Yeah, I do a little bit too much talking, not enough listening. So I need to, I need to pivot that. <laughs> I'll let you do all the talking. I'll, I'll just sit back and watch and listen. All right, Brad, the last question we have for you that we ask everyone on the Pivot and Go podcast, if you were to give advice to someone who is stuck in a situation, just feels like they can't get out of it, it can be a one word, a phrase, a drop the mic type of advice to help them pivot and go, what would that be? I, I think it comes back to self-awareness. Mm, so, beautiful. you know, do everything you can to, to uh, understand the, the way you're wired and really like get aligned with, um, with what I would call the, you know, the pieces of your identity, the pieces of your calling, and, and then the pieces of your assignment. So self-awareness is crucial. If, if you get self-aware and you're, and you're living out of a place of, of, um, of both authenticity and honesty as a leader, then you're already winning. Uh, it just may take a while for you to get the, get the actual like impact and influence that you deserve. But that's the first step, man. You, it is. You have to be content with who you are. That's so good, man. It's so good. And it's, it's the truth that people don't, people want to avoid that self-awareness, but you have to absolutely have it. So you can fall back on that, that foundation. Brad Lominick, you are an amazing human being. Thank you so much for blessing us with your time and just your words, your, your perspective on leadership is so needed, especially in a time like this. So super grateful and thankful to you, man. Man, I love being on. Thanks for having me. Well, let's go enjoy some of that pie and sweet potato. Come on out Come here on. To, on, Abe. to LA. Everything's closed out here. So bring your food and let's do it. Listen, I'll bring, I'll bring some of that Southern swag <laughs> and, and bring it out to, the, uh, to the, the West Coast, Left Coast, Best Coast. Boomer suitor, baby. Thanks, Brad. You're the man. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for giving your time to me and listening to this 1% podcast. Without you, none of this would be possible. The feedback, the reviews, the ratings you give this podcast help to grow the audience and the reach for us to be able to bring on new guests each week and provide that 1% daily steps we can all implement from top NBA players, high performers, and just from amazing people doing amazing things to better this world. And it's all because of you. If you could, I will shout you out, personally thank you, leave a review on iTunes or the podcast app on your phone. Five stars if you love it, one star of course if you hate it, and leave a comment of what you liked about it or questions, suggestions that you might have. Post on social media and tag me at David Nurse NBA, and I will repost the reviews the podcast gets. I'll shout you out personally for sure. Thank you so much for being the best community, the best family, the best 1% squad. So blessed for all of you out there. Now go out there today and speak a word of encouragement to someone. You can and you will make a difference. 